Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of Delay Don't Deny, Living an Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than deny myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here, so let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 119 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Debbie Young. Debbie is from Bend, Oregon, where she is a health coach who uses intermittent fasting in her practice. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, Jen. It's so great to be here. It is great to be here with you today. How are you doing today? I am great. Enjoying my summer, for sure. That's good. And by the time this comes out, it'll be October, but we are hot and heavy in the middle of summer here middle in Georgia. Of summer right that now. That yep. is sure. For sure, it's like in the 90s. So <laughs> We're going to be in the 90s today, which is kind of, we don't get it as much as you probably do there, but we're excited when we get the nice heat so we can be out on the lake. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, like I remember it. I spent one summer, I went to Connecticut and it was for a teacher conference and it was the end of July, I think. And it was supposed to hit highs in the upper 80s and they were like, heat advisory, everyone be careful. <laughs> and we're all like, oh, come on, y'all. <laughs> 
we got this. <laughs> we Yeah. But I will say, I kind of got it because the place where we were staying, our hotel, did not have air conditioning in like the elevators or the halls. And I'm like, okay, now I understand. Yeah. I don't have air conditioning in my house, but. Oh, no. But you know what, though? We live, I would live in the middle of a pine forest. So I live okay. literally in the woods. So I don't need it. It was, it's, no, it, I'm comfortable. I'm not complaining. The shade really makes a difference. Huge. Yeah, huge, I get it. So. But yeah, we've got air conditioning everywhere. <laughs> yeah. My family is from Louisiana. So I know what this, you get I know it. what the South is like in the summer. Yes. It's thick. Absolutely. Well, by the time this comes out, it'll be fall and we'll all be crisp by then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I might have snow on the ground. Oh my <laughs> gosh. By October, we will not. It'll be a little crisp, but not that cold. Anyway, who knows? You never know. This year could be the year 2020 has been wacky. Maybe we'll have blizzards by October. Anything could happen. Am I right? True. It's been a weird one. (laughs) (laughs) It has been. Well, you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? So I actually just had my first year fasting anniversary and I was on happy fast anniversary. Thank you. It was July 10th. And I had, I had done keto and lost weight and then gained more weight. So I was like, this is ridiculous. I got to find something else. And I actually originally found Dr. Fung. I found Jason Fung. Kind of keto world kind of steered me there. And so my first weekend of fasting is actually technically what we know now, not really fasting, but I did a fat fast to kind of get back in keto is well explain that explain a fat fast because some people may have never heard of it i have because of course you know with all my crazy diet everything i actually did the atkins version fat fast way back in the day so i'm familiar with it from that way back in the day my mom did atkins back in the day too yep he had a fat fast fat fast so this was where i took my husband left for the weekend and i was really kind of disgusted with where my weight was i was like okay i'm done And so I had found Jason Fung and they talked about if you're going to get, I was getting back into keto, let's say. And so I decided to do a fat fast. I was all into the butter coffee. So probably that's probably why I regained my weight now with everything I've learned. But I did like a 48 hour, two days, just ingesting fat, mostly in the form like coffee that would have MCT oil, butter, maybe some coconut oil that kind of thing. to ju- And in my brain, it was a reset. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing is over that weekend, I had been, I found Dr. Fung, heard about this and said, I'm going to do this when my husband is gone. But over that weekend was kind of when I found your, I'm trying to keep my mind busy because I'm not eating, right? I'm doing this right. fat fast, which, and I was not hungry because I was pretty well fat adapted, but just to mentally occupy my brain, I was looking at uh, fasting podcast and I found not this one yet, but I found your podcast that you do with Melanie, the yeah. intermittent fasting podcast and started like listen to the, the current one that weekend, but then went, Hey, I'm going to go back and listen to every single one. So that's what I did. And then very quickly figured out that I was not doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a role that people may be surprised to hear me say this because, you know, I'm all about the clean fast. But I do understand the role of a fat fast, you know, from, you know, for someone who's trying to become fat adapted. And even in my new book, have you read Fast Feast Repeat? Yes. And I love it. It's so, so you know, what? yeah, I give all my brand new clients that I coach. I send them the audible version of your first book because it's simple. It is. But what I loved in the new book is there's way more content. I love all the studies. It's a little more like you get into the science and I love all the the end chapter 
the end where it's like, what if I have this? It's such a problem solver that I'm using it all the time. I love it. Good. Good. Yeah. This, you know, reminds me of in Fast Feast Repeat, the 28-day fast start. There's a, yes. a program that someone could choose to ease in where they are starting with, you know, a lower carb option to kind of get your body adapted to burning fat. So the word I don't like in fat fast, and of course, Fung didn't make it up either, it, no. you know, because Atkins used it. But fast, the word fast, you know, I yeah. wish they called it something else because I'm a fasting purist, as you know, but a fat adaptation period of time, that's a little too wordy, but that's really what it is. But that's what it was. Right. And it worked because it does. really, like I found you over that weekend and listened to a bunch. I was doing gardening and listening to your podcast. And literally on Monday, I started clean fasting and I'm a coffee drinker. And I mean, I could drink coffee anyway. So I drink black coffee And because I did fat fast, and possibly because I had been in and around the keto world, I was like, I got this. This is not hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was happily fasting. I believe it. If you're already fat adapted, then I think the transition would be so much easier. Mm -hmm. Because really, it was for me. You know, I think about, you've probably heard me tell my story of the summer of 2014 when I did keto the whole summer and didn't lose any weight, but then switched to intermittent fasting and added carbs back in. And I started losing weight immediately. But I really think even though I didn't lose weight on the keto, and that's not the way my body feels its best, I think it helped with the fat adaptation. Yeah, it made you able to go, you could, you jumped right to fat burning, and you didn't have that like glucose, like dying because you're so right. I didn't have any adaptation phase. And that is the only time I have to, you know, point out all the other times when I had dabbled with intermittent fasting from 09 to 14. I never made it out of the adjustment period, I don't think. But the time that I switched from keto to fasting, all of a sudden, I was able to stick to it. (laughs) You know, here I am six years later, still sticking to it. So there's something to be said for that. Even if keto is not someone's weight loss strategy, it could get them adapted. 100%. I agree completely. Yeah. And some people keto works great for. I mean, I lost weight and then gained more weight. But I, again... I feel like it was such a great part of the whole journey right? because then when I did fasting, I'm like, it was so easy, so fun. I had tons of energy and yeah, it was great. I was so happy. I love it. So that was July of 2019 and you just, you felt great. And at that point, how much weight did you need to lose or want to lose? So the last time I had weighed myself was, I was like 150. And I am, that doesn't sound like a lot to people, but I am five foot tall. I have little teeny hands. My grandmother's French. So we're little teeny people. So for me, it was not, not good. And I had, my health had been impacted. It wasn't just weight to lose. I was pre-diabetic and I had high blood pressure. So I mean that that puts you in the obese range at at five oh, feet, yes. right? Oh yeah. So oh, just yeah, for yeah, people yeah. like I'm five five. You know, for someone who's like five seven, maybe one fifty five is their ideal weight, right? Or yeah. or a weight where yes. they feel great. Yeah. But at five feet, definitely not. So yeah, definitely it was not. It was not. So it sounds. I feel like for people that have you know are bigger than me, that might sound like not that much. But for me, it was not good. If you see pictures of me. I, you could see it in my face. I was not healthy. What it was just, I was really not healthy 
it wasn't just about the weight loss. I was not doing well and needed a, an intervention. You, you just didn't feel good in your body. Your body no. was not. And how old are you? Do you mind sharing that? Yeah, we're we're really close to the same age. Okay. I turned 52 in January. So I think I'm a year or so older than you. Yeah. Okay. We're very close. Yep. I just turned 51 yeah. last week. So Yay, menopause. Hooray. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> That's a whole different thing, isn't it? Yep. Are you all the way on the other side? I am. I am. Okay. So, yeah. So I, that's what I tell people. You can lose weight postmenopausal using intermittent fasting. Did you find that you put on weight during menopause, during the transition? How did that work for you? Because I'm, I'm going through it now. Like I said, I haven't hit that magical 365 days yet. Yeah. So the interesting thing is I had a hysterectomy like 12 years ago. But okay. I, there was a point in time in 2016 that I... No, for a fact, like I like went to the doctor, had my levels checked. She's like, oh yeah, you are in menopause. Okay. And so I had hot flashes and, yep. and so that's like been like four years. So, and probably I was a little early because of having had the hysterectomy Probably um, yeah. is what she said, but yes. So I had had health issues before that, but was able to kind of maintain a little bit, not gain a ton of weight. Now I was not at my ideal weight, but I definitely, it amped up probably 15 pounds after okay. menopause. Yeah. So I was kind of like overweight, but not obese and then hit menopause. And I actually was living in a moldy house. So I moved out of a moldy house and had tons of inflammation, probably 15, maybe even 20 pounds. You know, I, it really bumped it up. So not a fun time. You from menopause, so 15 to 20 yes. from menopause. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Not fun. So I keep asking because I'm since I'm right here and I'm like, well, is it suddenly going to happen? Because I'm, you know, still fitting in my clothes the same. So I'm just... you're, but you're going to because you have the amazing tool of intermittent fasting. Exactly. You're not going to ever stop. Right. So you're going to be, you're going to be fine. Well, no, I'm never going to stop. Never. Why would you? I'm just worried, you know, just because of menopause. And I'm like, well, is it suddenly I'm going to wake up one day and be like, oh, there it is. But st so far, not yet. Knock on wood. Yes. And you've had issues with sleep. How's yeah. that going? Are you sleeping better? I am sleeping better. You know, I talked to, it hasn't been very long as of this date that we're recording, but, you know, I talked to Dr. Jones yes. from Utah who works with, um, he's a functional endocrinologist, and he's put me on some different hormones Good. that are, I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. Really? So just so you know, after that episode, I called his office. I haven't Did heard you? from them yet. and I, Yeah, because I think they're swamped. They have limit, and they have limited, they have limited times because of COVID. Right. And so I'm being very patient because I have thyroid issues too. So okay. I'm like functional endocrinologist. Ooh, I'll be patient. I'm waiting. So I would really like to see him. I'm really, I'm really pleased so far with, with how I feel. I can just really tell a difference. You know, like I said, the quality of my sleep is better. Other things that I didn't even realize. Anyway, they're clearing up. So that That's was good. really exciting. And you know, for anybody who's looking for somebody, Dr. Jones is not the only person out there. He's just the one that, that I happen to talk to. But I'm certain you could find somebody. But I just didn't realize, you know, how those hormones really do affect you. Oh, 100%. And I love the term like like endocrinologist. Everybody's heard of that, but functional endocrinologist. Right. So that means that he's going to be really cutting edge. Anybody who has that that idea, it's a different whole world, different world of medicine. So, Well, it really is. In the alternative field, you know, he's he's actually, I think, a doctor of chiropractic. They do different things. And some people are like, oh, that's not real. But I mean, they go to med school. They, have, they do. <laughs> he's they got, do. you know, in his practice, it's not just him. So don't be skeptical of, you know, 
of well, he qualifications. Got you sleeping. He got well, you it sleeping. got me sleeping. That's exactly That's, right. I mean, you know, and I'm sorry, I feel like sleeping. So I'm a health coach and I work with women in menopause and like fasting is an amazing tool. But if you're not sleeping, it's going to be, re- I mean, you've, I think in fast Be- repeat, you said that if you're not sleeping, right. that could be affecting your weight loss. That's huge. That's foundational. So we know that from, a, you know, people who, for example, people who work shift work. Yes. And their their sleep cycle gets all out of whack with their natural circadian rhythm of how they prefer to sleep. They have all sorts of trouble maintaining their weight just because the body gets all confused. It's all wonky. Mm-hmm. It does. It gets wonky. So you were going through all that. You had a moldy house. How do you think that affected you, your health overall? Yeah. So at one point in the moldy house, this is a crazy story. And like when I, my husband and I were talking about it the other day. It really caused me a lot of neurological issues, which I know now are from inflammation, which is why fasting has worked. One of the reasons it's worked so well for me, because that really ramps down your inflammation. At one point, I went into my bathroom shower and was, and I'd lived in this house for, oh, I don't know, three years at this point. And I didn't know it was moldy to begin with, clearly. Okay. But I couldn't remember how to turn on my shower. Wow. And I mean, I stood there and I was like, wait, you know, I didn't want to go out in the living room and tell my husband, um, I forgot how to turn on the shower. Yeah. That makes you seem like you're crazy, right? You've probably felt crazy. I felt crazy, but you know what? It was clear to him that I, like, we had notes all over the house. Like, don't forget the lights, turn off the oven. Like, and I mean, it was, it was him caring for me. It was not him being like, you know, he's like, okay, we got it. You need reminders. So he set that up. And that day was like, he was like, whoa. So I did work with a naturopathic doctor while I was living in the house. And then we moved out in 2016. So that was a super good a beginning. It's funny. I was not well in the house. But then when I moved out of the house, interestingly enough, I kind of got sicker as I detoxed it. That's interesting. Now, I want to tell you, there's a book that I read years and years ago called Brain Allergies. I don't even know if it's still in print. I don't know anything about it. I'm going to make a note of it because it sounds interesting. Okay. Brain Allergies. It was written maybe by a psychiatrist. I'm not sure. But the foreword was written by Linus Pauling. Do you know who Linus Pauling is? He won the Nobel Prize in medicine. His work on vitamin C is what most people know him for. But Linus Pauling wrote the foreword. So you know this is not some, you know woohoo kind of thing. But um, I had a son, one of our younger son had issues with when he was like little. Foods, with, right? Well, yeah, food sensitivities, but also with smells. But it talks about how our brains, like brain allergies, you know, these chemicals that are released in our brains that make us like you could not remember, are you not remembering how to work the shower? You know, the mold was doing something, you know, think about medications you take, you know, that can make us all act in different ways. We understand it through that, like alcohol, when we drink alcohol, that changes, you know, the way that we react to things or the way that we act. But mold, you know, there was there was a story I remember in the book, someone who had driven a tanker truck for years and suddenly started having issues with the gasoline fumes and they would make him like psychotic. Really? Yeah, figuring out what your triggers are and getting rid of them. But, you know, I think so many of our problems can be traced to how we're reacting to some of these chemicals that are in our environments. Anyway, it was very interesting. So check that out. Absolutely. It's um, that book, if anybody's wondering, is available on Amazon. So I'll oh, be good. ordering that. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> damn. Because I love the podcast, but I read too. So it was just fascinating to me the at the time when I was we were trying to figure out what to do about Will, our younger son. And 
you know, not understanding, you know, why is he having these tantrums and what do we do about it? Does he need medication? Is he crazy? Is he ADD? But, you know, really, when we took the chemicals out of the environment, he was fine. But you could see it was like a, a switch was flipped and understanding that, gosh, it's not his fault. Interestingly, he also was born, um, right after he was born, he had thrush, which is a, oh, a fungal oral infection yeah. we had to treat. And then he had gut issues. Like he would have diarrhea, and you know our gut is so much of our mood so it comes from our gut. Everything. So yes. he was just reactive to everything. We changed his diet for years, and I really think that allowed him to heal. Now he's twenty. Yeah. Healed his little gut. He's doing well. We healed his gut, and it took a lot of work. But we didn't medicate. We had to work really hard. And one time he called me. He was at Governor's Honors Program one summer. He was maybe I don't know fifteen or sixteen, something like that. He called me, and he's like, "Why did you raise me so weird?" I'm like, "What are you talking?" <laughs> but he remembered all those years when he couldn't have, you know, the foods and he thought it sounded weird. But I think it really made a difference. That's good because now he's nice and healthy. Once you heal your gut and get, get like healing, like I had to heal my neurologically, I had to right? heal, heal and then heal my gut. I mean, there's a lot. But then once you get on the other side of it, you can have some you can have a normal life. And that's what you gave it's him. True. So that's good. It's true. And he did not, he, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could have gotten him diagnosed with all sorts of things at that time because his behavior was so bizarre that he got kicked out of like three daycares. Wow. I mean, it was kicked out. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was an <laughs> elementary teacher. And, to, you know, it's a little humbling when you can't control your own child well enough for them to go to daycare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a thing. That's a thing. But it's nice that you pursued it the way you pursued it. You could have just medicated him. And he would I had have been no like, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was one teacher, one of his teachers, right before they kicked him out, she said, could it be anything he's eating? Because he's different, different days. He's like, could it be what he eats different days because his behavior is different? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Let me see. So that sent me down the rabbit hole. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on 
on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. It's good stuff. So you you got better after first feeling worse. Yes. So I felt worse. I feel like when I moved out of the house in 2016, yeah, I was it was worse, probably worse for about probably a year. And I did have help. I had a naturopathic uh, doctor who did. I did muscle testing so that she told me what foods would give me energy. I took a bunch of supplements. Yeah, she was she's amazing and I attribute and even just surviving in the house, I had herbs and, and her help as well, but healed when I moved out. And then probably it was maybe a year after I moved out that I was like, that's probably when I started keto was about a year, you know, and started, I started listening to another podcast on keto and, you know, the lowering of inflammation sounds good. And, and again, I do think that that helped me. I had been like paleo for a long time because I'm gluten. I couldn't eat gluten probably before people knew what that was. Right. You know, like like 15 years ago, six, 15, 16 years ago. And so hadn't been doing that. But then when I took out even more carbs, that was, I feel like it was protective and healing for me, even though the weight loss part was super slow to begin with. And then I gained it back. And then some, but I do feel like there was healing going on in, in that time. So, right. Yeah. It was beneficial. And so all that. So you, when you started keto, you initially lost weight, but then Mm -hmm. you started gaining it back. Yeah. I probably gained now. And this was menopause time too. So that's true. You, it's hard to say what it is because I really think if you're going through menopause, you know, I've noticed my body's different now than it was a year ago. And I'm just like, well, I mean, I'm still, like I said, in my clothes, but you know, I've got a little weirdness to the skin that I didn't have before as we lose collagen. I mean, it just... <laughs> I know. It's just, it's just... I was like, those are my grandmother's knees right down there. I... <laughs> it's true. It's true. I always tell ladies, you know what? It's your second half of your life, but it can be... We can get... That's what I tell them. We can get your sparkle back. Let's like, right? let's do this. There's a lot of different things, but you do not, I don't feel like, remember years ago when our moms or grandmas were going through menopause, like those were little old ladies and we're not little oh, yeah. old ladies. No, we're not. Like, not no. at all. <laughs> no. no, I remember my grandmother being a little old lady and I, and she was younger than I am now. Yeah. Yeah. It's she not, got her hair done there. She, it was back in the seventies <laughs> and she got, we would go, I think she went twice a week to beauty parlor. She called beauty it. Parlor. She would go to the beauty parlor and she would get, get a set. set. Yeah. yeah, and the curlers, she would get it set, and then she slept in, like, this little hat that would protect her curls. I mean, it was crazy. And she was in her 40s. Yeah, it's a different thing. It's a yeah, different it is. thing. So, I was anyways. like, one day that'll be me. No, no, that will not, no, not be us. No, no, no. <laughs> that is what I tell a lot of my ladies. I'm like, no, no, you're not going to be 25. I can't, I can't right. help you. You know, you're not going to have the skin you had when you're 25 and you can be thin, but there's a, after you've had babies, it's a different thing, but you can feel like for me for so long, I feel like I lost who I was. And so I'm like, yeah, I I go, you can, like, I feel like myself again. And that, I mean, and that's what I try and help other ladies do who are, you know, maybe they're not, some ladies don't gain weight, but some people can't sleep. They have night sweats. They're not, yeah, they're not doing good. So. 
Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You lost who you were. And for me, it happened, you know, years ago when I was struggling with obesity. But I did feel like you just said I lost who I was. I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. No. In photos. I was like, who is that? That is not me. And it's really sometimes hard to remember how it felt to move through life feeling like that. What, and I'm going to say that until I got here, like until I start, I was like, hey, this is me again. Like I had forgotten what it was like to be, I have a sister-in-law who's like my best friend. We were friends before she married my brother. They've been married. I think it'll be 33 years this year. She is like, I, she's my sister. She's not my sister-in-law. And um, she told me, you're one of the most confident people I know, but I had lost that. I had been not well for so long. And so I get it. I get that is, there's a lot of people out there and and that's that's sad. We don't want that. We want to be who we are. We want to feel And that's confident. what we want. Yes. We want to get ourselves back so that we feel confident. And you're not going to have the body perhaps that a 25-year-old bikini model has. But, you know, but you also get to the point where you're like, yeah, I'm wearing this bathing suit on the beach. Yeah. Well, and your body's done things for you. When I bend over, I'm going to have a wrinkle there. <laughs> and it's okay. I have a tan line. I have a tan line because I get really tan. So I have a little tan line. It's my little belly line. I told my Your husband, wrinkle line. Yeah. yeah, I do. I told him my goal, not to have like, I don't need a ripped stomach, but my goal neck, because I'm still having lots of body recomposition and things change. Yep. Every week things change. But I told him next summer, I don't want this line. And he's like, what line? Like, I'm like, like thinking like, what, you're going to get abs? I go, this one, that's my little fat grease right there. So I'm, I'm fine with it this summer. Maybe it'll be gone next summer. We'll see. Well, we'll because just have things to change. Yeah, they do. Things do change. You never know. Because you're six years into fasting. Six? I started it was the summer of 2014 is when I was struggling with keto. So at this point, exactly where we are right now today, six years in the past, I was struggling with keto and not okay. not losing weight. But I mean, I was like following it to the letter. 100%. I was yes. Tweak. I was 100%. I was not the person who was going to be like, I'm going to take this day off. No, I was doing it perfectly and not losing any weight. And I was always hungry. And people would say, oh, but you're just ketoing wrong if you're hungry. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I was Your body likes carbs, though. My Your body car- likes carbs. Yeah, like last night, I have a, you know, I'm not a fan of everybody trying to track their ketones. I want to get that right out. But the people that make a breath ketone meter sent me one for free just to play with. So I'm playing with it. And so I, I have, have one. It is a biohack and it's just fun. I, I don't want people to get obsessed with it because it can be really confusing. You you might not understand, you know, why did my ketones go down or whatever. But, you know, I had potatoes last night for dinner. And this morning I've got, you know, ketones in my breath. So it, that's really interesting. And I, I would say I eat now that I'm, I'm fasting. I eat like I eat. I don't eat gluten. I eat. But I mean, foods that are good for me, I don't have anything off the table. And I wonder, I wonder about that if I have... If I would have ketones, but I wake up with great energy and I never feel hungry during the day. So I'm sure. That's a great sign. Yeah, I'm sure that I do. But I love those potatoes too. Me too. Potatoes work very well for me. Well, I was missing the potatoes when I was doing my, I think I gave up potatoes for like nine months. And when I gave up eating bread all those years ago, I went, well, I'm going to have a potato every day. So I would have potatoes either for breakfast or lunch every day. So potatoes were like my they were my food. So, but when I did, when I did keto, I probably gave them up for nine months. I don't think I had a potato. So I, yeah. So, cause I was doing keto. Like I was, keto. but right now you could, you eat potatoes and they work well for you. Yeah. I went from, because I did that fat fast, quote unquote, fat fast. 
and then found your podcast, I jumped to like OMAD right away. Okay. So I was like, oh, I like that. And I, and I have, again, I've drank wine the entire time. I like to pour myself a glass of wine when I start cooking to have a snack. I mean, very right. similar to what you did. I had a snack, have a glass of wine, maybe some time goes by and I start cooking. That's, and that's my OMAD. I'm not eating one plate of food, but it is probably four to six hours, usually right about three and a half to four is my window. And, and I eat everything in it. I don't eat, I don't deprive myself. I, I love to cook and we eat whole foods. You know, we don't eat, we don't eat, we don't hardly eat out. Well, now we're in COVID-19. So now, I mean, that changed everything. It does. But yeah, that's what, I haven't done a lot of restricting. I have tweaked it. What have I tweaked? So we did a vacation. So started in July and then we had a vacation planned for um, we left on December 24th and we were gone in Mexico until January 10th. Oh, that's a long vacation. It is a long vacation. I want a vacation oh. with you. <laughs> <laughs> I do know how to do it well. Yeah. So we were there. I read one of the doctors that I went to said, with, and I have thyroid issues, that if you have like chronic health issues, that if you can go away for three weeks and really get away, a lot of times you can make great strides. So that was my goal. We didn't quite get that. We didn't have that much time to get away. Like to de-stress, de-stress yeah, to de-stress and relax. I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, we laid on the beach. Yeah, we lolled around for 17 days. It was beautiful. We did ride bikes and walk a lot, but it was very, no stress, no, yeah. So I can't remember where I was going with this. Oh, I had a, go- before I was trying to get under 100, I was trying to hit 129 pounds before I okay. went on my vacation. So I did at that time, I was kind of tweaking like, oh, maybe I'll take out carbs for a little bit, like, and see if, see if it impacted my weight loss, but it really didn't. Um, I feel like the time timing, the time of my window is very, that's very important for me. That's what I've learned. I've had longer windows, you know, like, and shorter windows and sometimes, and I have, if I don't eat enough food, then I don't sleep. Yep. God, I, that, I didn't eat a lot yesterday because I've just gone through my birthday. So I had really long windows and cake, lots of cake. And so I was like, <laughs> I just need to eat less today. My body was like, eat less today. So I really, I rarely have a plate and that's it. But yesterday really was kind of one plate. Like one that plate, was all, yeah. that was it. And I was, I was satisfied and full and it had the potatoes. But in the middle of the night, I was a little bit wired. But it's the ketosis that does that. It is. And I was right back in the ketosis because I didn't eat a ton of food. And like I said, it was not good. I could feel it. Even though it was potatoes, I could still feel feel that ketosis energy. Your body is so good. It can have potatoes and jump right back into ketosis. It really can. I recently just last week thought I'm going to try and do because I I love the idea of alternate day fasting, and I've right. never, I've never done that. So I thought, and I have this new, probably this last month, I started working out with an awesome trainer here in Bend, Oregon, where I just go. She lives close to me, and I just go and have a thirty-minute full-body workout, and I love it. And whenever two weeks ago, not not last Thursday, but today's Monday, but the Thursday before, my husband was out of town, and I I went to work out, and I thought I'm not really hungry. But I had made this beautiful salad and had a yummy bottle of wine that I wanted to taste. And so I thought, well, I'm going to eat because my husband was gone. I was watching girl TV. So this last week, I thought, well, I'm not going to eat. I'm not. I'm just because I'm not hungry. I have so much energy. 
And this was after the workout. After the workout. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can't work out fasted. I'm like, oh my goodness. If you're in ketosis and you go do a workout, you bump up your ketones. At least me. I'm like, well, you know what I had to do? At 1130, I got up and ate food because I'm like, good God, I'm not going to sleep. So I got up and I was like, this is ridiculous. I had to eat a bunch of carbs and some eggs. And and then I and my husband's like, did you sleep? I'm like, gosh, finally, like I ate. And then I was like, coma. So I know I, I have tweaked it. I'm the tweaker of all because I'm like, let's see. I, I'm like, N equals one. What am I going to do? But not eating at all does not work for Debbie because she can't sleep. Like it just. I get it. Yeah. Same, same for me. And even after eating potatoes, I was a little restless and I, I don't, I don't count calories. So I have no idea. Maybe I had a down day, but I, I don't know. But it definitely made a difference for me that I didn't sleep as well because I didn't eat a ton, even though it was super carby. <laughs> I'm amazed at people that get up, eat breakfast, go all day and then go to sleep. I'm like, how do they do it? It just shows we're all so individual because people that like their morning window, they love a morning window. Yeah, I have a moderator. One of the moderators is like that. She loves her morning window. Yeah. And I have two or three clients that eat. They do like, a lot of them are like, when I start them, they're 16, 8. One of them had to start at 14 hours, but two of them can't eat past 6 o'clock or they cannot eat. They can't sleep. And I'm the opposite. I'm like, oh, I start eating at 4 or 5 and I, and I could eat, I could eat a big meal, lay down and go to sleep. I got no problem with it. So we're so different. And that's why everybody, you have to just tweak it and figure out what's going to work for you. You really do. So you, you said you were trying to get to 129 before your vacation. Did you get there? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got there. I was like 129.2 that two counts. days before we left. It does. It does. And then actually the day we left, I was like 128.5. So you know how sometimes it's like you can't get there, you can't get there, you can't get there, and then you finally get there, and then you have a little bit of a whoosh. Uh huh. So that was super nice. And I will say, um, while I was on that vacation, 17 days, um, the first week, first seven days, I did OMAD. So I did OMAD, even though I was on vacation. But then the second week, um, my brother and his wife, my sister, they came. And so after that, we were, and we were in like a self-catering. We had an apartment. So I would just make him breakfast and then we would go to the beach. Um, and then we do whatever for dinner the first week. But the second week we, we checked out some of the places in town and had breakfast. And a few times they ate breakfast early and I just had coffee, but there were times, but my window was definitely not OMAD the last 10 days. And I definitely had like a brunch a lot, but you know what? I came home half pound half pound lighter. Isn't that awesome? I know. That really is. I'm pretty sure it's all. Lost weight on a 17 day vacation. Yes. And and extended my window. But I, and and there was definitely more, more wine while I was gone. But I'm pretty sure it was like lots of rest, lots of relaxation and never went over mostly 14 hours of fasting every day. And you got good sleep while you were there. Great sleep. I slept on the beach. Yeah. Listen to a few podcasts on the beach. (laughs) Fabulous. (laughs) I wonder what the most exotic location someone's ever listened to. I don't know. I don't the know. Intermittent Fasting Stories podcast. I don't know. I don't so, know. It was great. <laughs> well, that that's great. So you came back, and that was beginning of the year. January. So mm-hmm. January. So it's we we are seven months away from that. How has that been? Have the past seven months been? Well, I will say that I kind of plateaued when I came home. In where I live, there's snow on the ground. It's a much that we eat different in the winter. I don't know. I probably eat more. And then we got into lockdown. 
Right. And and I got a little I got a little wiggly with my window during the and first stress. Yeah. The first three weeks of lockdown, I was definitely giving myself grace is what I was calling it. And I was yeah, and th- but once we locked down into the lockdown, I said, Okay, we got I had to kind of get and I never was horrible. I just would, you know, snack a little earlier and window creep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I'm not used to being home. I mean, and we were like locked down. We were, I was writing groceries and, but I was also coaching people and they were having some of the same issues. So one thing that's great about being a coach is you have to, you got to do it before you can tell anybody about it. So I'm like, okay, I got to get this. So I kind of used the being locked down at, I used fasting as a way to just anchor my day. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do here. And so I got back into it probably three weeks after. So I finally, when did I hit my goal? Because my goal, my original goal of weight loss, like before my vacation was under 130. But when I gave birth, and I'm five foot tall, pretty muscly, I was in gymnastics. So my, like probably 117, 118 was my adult weight, like in good shape. So I felt like for me, 125 was my goal. So I think I hit 125 a month after. So we got in lockdown here a little after the 8th. So probably the end of March, I probably really locked into like, I really got to, I got to get back to it. And then about three weeks after that, I lost the last five pounds. So, and I've lost, yeah. So I hit my goal and I've gone, like now I'm, I definitely am hovering. I've given up weighing every day. Once I hit 125, I gave up weighing every day. Because I mean, not, I don't have like diet mentality. I don't like go, oh, I should, I didn't have any mental thing, but it just kind of got tedious because I did learn after almost a year that if I ate a little later at night, or if I had, like for me, if I have potatoes, I'm going to hold more water and I'm going to be, I could be up a little bit and it's irritating to be a little discouraged. So I'm, I mean, I'm happy. Everything looks, I might even now, a lot of people in their later stages of fasting, you might be up a few pounds on the on the scale, but like then need new bras and underwear or like just this week, I went literally, I mean, I've been at my goal for like a couple months and I went to the beach a few weeks ago and my swimsuit fit. And then I went with my husband. I'm like, I need a new swimsuit top. Cause you know, you're, I'm like, this is like, oh yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? That's like, true. I do. So I just had to order a new one and, and the scale weight hasn't, I mean, it's fluctuating between 120 and 125. Up and down, up and down every day, depending on what I eat. But there's so much changing. And today I'm wearing my gold jeans. I'm Yay! so excited. Hooray for gold jeans. Yeah, were those yeah. jeans that you had before or were they were new gold jeans? They're not. So it, so when COVID got a little dicey and I was yeah. looking for motivation, I ordered myself. Like this is a size that I wore when I was in high school. So I right. ordered myself a size two jeans at the time I was wearing like a six probably could have fit in a four but I I kind of have like I want to skip I don't want to buy jeans in every size especially since we were in lockdown where am I gonna go so um I don't know where I'm wearing these because it is gonna be 93 but I thought I'd put them I put them on and I put them on and they were tight in my waist because I am in menopause and I'm very I'm curvy but I have it the change in my body is definitely like my waist was tiny before and it's not so I, I look forward to being like years down the line with you. Maybe it will 
you know, I'll get some recomposition. Yeah. You know, I've got some jeans. The reason I asked about whether they were from the past is I've got some Gap jeans that were I wore in the early 2000s. So they are like hideous jeans. Just, <laughs> they're like mom jeans, like that Saturday Night Live commercial. But for whatever reason, I saved them. They were size six from the Gap. You must have felt great wearing them. I felt great wearing those yeah, hideous yeah, yeah. jeans. <laughs> I felt like fabulous. Woo! But I, I was, they were size six. I felt so good. I remember I weighed right around one. 29 and it, it was so fabulous and they fit me and I have them still I saved them but when I put them on they are big in my waist now so see so that's what so I'm, I'm my body is different than it had been at that time and, and I I'm certain I don't weigh but I bet if I got on the scale I would weigh more than 129 right now I don't know I don't weigh but it wouldn't surprise me if it was 130 something yet I'm smaller and shaped differently than I was you're more you're more muscle you you're burning your fat I mean this this intermittent fasting burns fat it doesn't I know people say oh you're gonna lose your muscle I'm like nope sorry okay. I have somebody nope. shared it they, they asked a question in the group yesterday they're like my friend said if you fast you will just pile on the fat I'm like that doesn't even make sense think about it no I know it's not so it is I feel like eat for people young people yes amazing but as we get older naturally we're losing muscle so when we fast the human growth hormone is boosted up. I mean, it's like a win-win. Why anyone wouldn't do this? I don't. I, All I my people so around me are fasting. I'm like, <laughs> I, I agree. And, you know, it always makes me feel very sad for, for someone when they're like, well, I've been trying this for three months and I haven't lost any weight. And so it's not working. Is there anyone that doesn't work for it? I'm like, you got to expand your definition of working because you don't really know what it could be doing in your body right now. And, you know, maybe you're going through menopause and this is not your time to lose weight, but maybe you're just going to maintain for a while. And maybe intermittent fasting is helping you maintain instead of gain. Think of all the healing inside. The like healing. I, like I have a client who has pain and she she thinks she probably has issues with her liver So and she's fasting. So I'm like, well, don't think if you don't lose weight right away that you're not doing anything because non-alcoholic fatty liver is that's healing inside. And let's be honest, that's more important than looking good in your bikini. Anyways, this is going to heal you from the inside out. So, And I wish we could literally see everything that it's doing. If you could see it. You know, what's happening inside under a microscope or something. But, you know, we don't have an autophagy meter. We can't. No, no. But it's <laughs> we good. We can't measure I mean, that. The interesting thing is I have a couple of uh, friends from my congregation, and they're, like, in their 20s. One in particular, like, she's like, what the heck are you doing? You're turning the clock back. And she's in her 20s and very, very fit and very into health. And, you know, very, very, she's not blowing sunshine up my skirt for sure. So she's like, every time I see you, which we don't see each other very often because we're doing all of our services on Zoom. But she's like, you look younger every time I see you. And I'm like, it's fasting. You need to fast. So it does all kinds of good things. Yeah, my brother was over yesterday and he's like, you don't look any older than you ever did. And he's like in his upper 30s. He's my way younger brother. Your baby brother. I'm like, That's my good. baby brother, my baby brother. He's like, you look the same as I remember from forever. And I'm like, well, thank you. But OK, <laughs> not exactly the That's same. That's awesome. But- but but he but that's good. That's good. That's the fasting. Buddy. I do think it is the fasting. I definitely do. I do. So you you have lots of clients who are doing intermittent fasting. What about the ones who are who tell you you know I can't do it. I can't do it. You know what? I have yet. I'm new. I'm new this year to coaching, and I haven't had anybody tell me they can't. They've struggled with it, 
And right. um, I'm loving having your book now as a resource, but I kind of had them do similar. I'm like, okay, what I want you to do is skip breakfast. And then when you, an interesting, like my sister was, is thin, very thin, but she had a little, she's our age too, a little younger. She's like, oh, my stomach, I'm a little, I go, just delay. I go, you know what? What time do you have coffee? And she's like, um, like 6.37. I'm like, okay, when you wake up in the morning and you have coffee, have black coffee or, and you know, people are like, oh, I don't know if I could have, if you don't want to have black coffee, just wait to have your coffee, even an hour or two. So she started, I think, having her coffee with her cream at 11 because she, she drinks one. She's very like, very, she's very scheduled. And yeah, I wish I, I'm a little old and more out of She has one cup of coffee with cream. And I drink coffee and lose coffee all around the house and re-pour it. But she's just started having her coffee like at 11, having coffee and cream in her breakfast at 11 and like slim down in her waist. So I love it. Those people bless them. Well, I know. Little. It's a good thing I love it. It's like my husband. Stopped stopped eating breakfast. Had to have his pants taken in. I know. My husband is thin also. And I said, you know what? It's just so good for you. Can you just... And he goes to work really early. He takes off like a little before 6, 536. And he would get to work and eat early. And I'm like, well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just wait till 9 o'clock to have your breakfast? Because he drinks his coffee black. I go, just have your coffee, eat your breakfast at 9. And so so if he's doing 9 to 5, so he's probably doing 16, 8. And yeah, like, that's kind of what Chad does. He yeah. wears the same size pants that he did when he we got married almost 30 Ditto, except now I think he's actually a little slimmer than he was well then, and but. my husband lost like four pounds so I'm like yeah anyone can benefit from fasting so yeah I've got my daughter started fasting my daughter-in-law yeah everybody everyone around me is doing it and they're a little bit you know their own tweak to it well exactly because not everybody needs to do the same strategy that works for us yeah, but a few few people in my family have had have PCOS and that we've been working on that. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. I never know if it's ovary or ovarian. It's one of those. I think it but, depends yeah. on who you are because you hear it both ways. Okay. It's an insulin issue within the female organs and fasting is, um, that's something someone could be, they could have that and not even know it. And then they could start fasting, not lose weight right away. Maybe they're not losing weight, and maybe that's healing, not just their liver. There's all kinds of things you could heal. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard... We think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
And then they're like, fasting doesn't work for me. Because really, people say that. Are there people fasting doesn't work for? I'm like, you got to redefine the meaning of works. works. Mm -hmm. You know, there is going to be a tweak that you can find that will help you lose the weight. Yes. But in the meantime, fasting absolutely is working. You just have to find what, what else you might need to tweak for the weight loss. It's working. It's magic. And you don't even know what it is. You don't even know. And you don't want to quit because... You don't know what you're going to be giving up. I know. I'm working right now. I'm on thyroid. I have low T3. And my goal, um, my goal is to, and I think that could have come about from living in the moldy house. There's some research that maybe you have low, low thyroid function because you've gained weight. I was in a moldy house, had gained weight. So maybe it's a, maybe that's a byproduct. I'm really hoping that with fasting, I can get off my medicines. My levels are finally at at or near optimum, my thyroid levels. So that's super awesome. And I'm hoping to, that's, I'm hoping in time, I'm not waiting. I'm not acting like it's going to be a quick fix or like I look at you and I'm like, I'm only a year in, you've been doing this a long time. I've got some serious stuff I want to heal. And hopefully over time I can do that with fasting. That's my goal. So what, any other non-scale victories that you've, you can identify? Well, I'm, I just got, well, I just did my yearly exam with my doctor and my A1C is beautiful. So I'm no longer pre-diabetic. Um, my blood pressure is normal. Hoping on the, I mean, the thyroid, I'm on medicine for that, but I'm really hoping over time that that will be that I had a lot of, um, I was an emotional eater, definitely. And it's funny because some people think when you start fasting, you're going to be obsessed with food. Right. You're going to think about food and you're going to be, and they're like, oh, I, I could never do that. Because I love food. That's what they say. I couldn't I do it because I love food too much. Like we don't love food, right? <laughs> I know. I do it because I love food. I know. So I'm like, and I mean, I don't think about food all day. I don't like, I've told my clients, a few of them, the em- emotional eating is really, really, this just is like a quick fix for that. It's just... It puts it in a box. This is when you eat. It's, yeah, it just, it's amazing what happens. You don't think about, I mean, people think that when you're drinking coffee or water all day, because I drink, I drink decaf because being in ketosis all day long, if I, dr- I can't drink coffee, I have way too much energy. I would never sleep. So I'm on decaf. I bet you're a slow caffeine metabolizer. I'm sure that I am. I'm, I'm a sure. fast caffeine metabolizer, according to my DNA analysis. Yeah, yeah. That's next. I'm so fascinated with that. So, yeah, I might do that this winter when when I'm locked in my house and it's snowing outside. <laughs> it's cold. I need some, it's well, and we, yeah, yeah. So, and I don't like to drive in the snow. So you all, you drink your decaf coffee then in water. I do. I drink decaf. I drink organic decaf, and I can drink that like a lot. Like when it, it's cold. I mean, we kind of have like eight months of winter, four months of summer. So there's more now. It's summer. Now I'm drinking. I drink. Uh, Sam Pellegrino in the afternoon. That's what I've got right here. You can you, see me oh, with see? it. Yeah, that's there you good. go. I've got there my Sam Pellegrino. Yep. <laughs> so in the afternoon when it's cool, and I also love which this is my tea that I can drink in my fast hibiscus tea. It's pretty bitter. Bitter. I okay. love that bitter flavor I, profile. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I started that because it's good for. I started that when I first started fasting because it's good for um, blood pressure, and I I needed that. So I like those two things. Coffee hibiscus tea and San Pellegrino. And then, and I don't think about food all day long. Like all people are, I can go and eat. People can eat. I'm not, you know, I always know what we're having for dinner because I'm very excited about what my dinner is. I often debate what will I have for my snack? I don't know what I'm going to have for my snack, but 
but I'm not obsessed with food and I love that. Yeah, that's great. It is wonderful. You know, people will often say, if they're new to fasting, they'll say, you know, how do I manage that? I've got young children at home. They're eating all day. I'm having to prepare food for them. How do I? And I'm like, you just learn to prepare food the same way as if you're doing the laundry. It's just a task. It's not just because you're handling food doesn't mean you have to eat it and you don't even feel sad about it. You get to that point. No, it won't. Yeah. Hopefully you're feeding your kids window worthy food. But exactly. You know, I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I want a peanut butter and jelly in my in my window, but not always. Usually, I mean, I feel like my food's got. I do love peanut butter and me jelly. Too. I like it. Yeah. That's a late night snack for me. Peanut butter and jelly. Have you tried the peanut butter on dates yet? Have you tried that? No. You oh, got to try it. Okay, because I dates and put peanut butter on them. It's better than candy, like for really? real. Okay, I'm gonna do that. I'm going. I'm gonna get some dates today. I'll be having that tonight. Report back. <laughs> I will. I will. For sure. That the best good. dates I've ever had, and these are not a sponsor, but Nuts.com. Someone sent me some dates from Nuts.com. and They're medjool dates, and they were like the best dates I've ever had in my entire life. They're not a sponsor. I'm getting, they don't know who Jen Stevens is, but they were the best. I'm going to have to order some because they were the they best. They were really good. I'll have to get they some. They were so, so. good. Yeah. I love dates. I've had candy, like dates wrapped in bacon as uh, an appetizer. I've never had that. Oh, oh, I bet I would love it. Okay, I'll try the peanut butter and dates. You got to try the. Re- it's delicious. If you like the sweet, salty, I do. Oh, you'll love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't eat a ton of bacon unless it's like grassroots, yeah, yeah. farmers cooperative bacon. I can eat that, but I'll have to. I have some in the freezer. I should pull that out. Pull and, it out and wrap it. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Yeah. That, Tastes that, really I'm good sure with a little it. glass of red wine. You'll you'll love it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So. You're no longer an emotional eater. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. It's funny. And I am like I told you, I'm an N1. I'll be like, do I want that? Do I want to go get that? Like if I have a bad day and I'm like, no, I don't. I've even tried to see like, could I go like, nope, it just doesn't. Nope, nope, doesn't do it. Nope. And for me, that changed over time. Yeah. Like the things that I felt like were a treat no longer feel like that treat to me. And it's weird. It, it, it is funny. It's funny. Well, and you get kind of snobby about food. You do. You really get snobby about food. Um, if I were going out, I have a lot of really good cooks, friends, but I do. And so if I'm going to one of their houses back before when we used to go places back in the, you know, I would, I would be very happy about that. But we used to also like to go out for dinner and out for happy hour. I don't, it's really hard. I do. We still do like sushi, but you know, sushi is very fresh ingredients. So right. yeah. And that's what you're craving. That's what yeah. you want. Yeah. Like, so regular, like we, Bend has a great, Bend has like this beer population. I don't drink beer, but there's a lot of pubs and there's a lot of pub food and it just doesn't call your name, right? No, I, I'm a big French fry person, but I eating them out. I make French fries at home and um, that's better. Yeah. Just eating out. I, I'll go out and I'm like, that was not worth the money. So you don't do if, it if they don't have good oil, it makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do them at home all day long, but if they're fried in like really old, old rancid oil, mm-hmm. my Gross. stomach will be hurting like a brick the whole yep. rest of the night because yep. I'm very sensitive to bad oils now. Yeah. Well, that's good because bad oils are bad for you. They're so bad. Good. Yeah. <laughs> they really Stay away are. from them. That's true. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? So... I'm totally, I tell all my girls, clean fast, clean fast, clean fast, clean fast. But I would say 
based on my experience with keto, that a low carb approach can help you. If, if you're, if you start fasting and you're hungry during the day, maybe like my girls, I tell them, do a low carb week, do a low carb week so that you are, cause basically it's, and I think for me, knowing the science of understanding that I can, I've been a sugar burner all this time. There's X amount of glucose in your muscles and in your liver. And once that's gone, it's gone. And you're going to feel, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to feel that as much. I also love to tell people that when they start getting hungry, like the first, maybe even six weeks, I feel like a lot of people really struggle the first six weeks. When you first feel hungry, think of it that you're just about ready to start burning the fat off your body. Exactly. Like, do, do, like think about it and take a big glass of water, put a timer on your watch or your phone for 15 minutes and see how you feel. Because I get, I've done that. I guarantee you, because if I eat a real carby, if I eat a lot of carbs, then the next day I can kind of get hungry a little bit earlier. But I know that's, I know like if I, and I don't even do it anymore, but I used to love to get a gluten-free pizza, but gluten-free dough is so much more carby than even regular dough. It's more processed. It is. It's way processed. Not, and I mean, and I used to love it, but I, the last time I ate it, I was like hungry the next day at 11 o'clock in the morning and I couldn't figure it out. And then I mentally figured it out. So if that does happen to you, drink a glass of water. Bubbles help a lot of people. Some people don't like bubbles, but drink water and look at the clock in 15 minutes. I guarantee you in 15 minutes, you will not be hungry. Learning that food, that those hunger pains come in waves. Like you can ride the wave, get busy for 15 minutes. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. Ride the wave. So that's what I say. And um, you know, when you're burning fat off your thighs, that's who cares if you feel a little hungry? That's awesome. But you really are right. I, I think that when you have that, there's like that transition when you're about to really get into fat burning. And, you know, some people will see in the Facebook groups, they'll talk about how they can't make it past 18 hours ever, for example. And like, well, if you're always having this problem at 18, you're going to have to just push through it. You might feel better at 19. Yes, that's that's what I really believe. Someone who is struggling at 18 every day will probably feel better once they get through to the other side to 19. And then you'll say, oh, <laughs> there's now the energy. Yes. There's the feeling. So if you're early on and you're struggling, you just have to push through once or twice and Ride then you'll the see. Wave, baby. Ride the wave. I love it. That's going to be our new. I, I, now, if I, if I could, had not yet written Fast Feast Repeat, that would be a great chapter title. Ride the wave. That's for your next book, Jen. You just okay. take that. Okay. okay. Ride the Thank wave, you. baby. Ride the wave. Well, Debbie, I have really enjoyed talking to you today. It was so and fun. Um, how can people find you? Oh, so I and am. And your coaching. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is Debbie Young, and you can find me at coachdebbyyoung.com. And then I'm also on Instagram as Deb, your health coach. So, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And it was great to chat. Oh, it was so fun. And your laugh was just as good in person oh, as it is. It was well, so you. great. Thanks so much, Jen. Have a great day. All right. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at Jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G I N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on.
Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.